Well, we want to welcome you to 2023. This is our first episode of the Disruptive Voices of the Pacific. My name is Letitia Shelton, and today I'm actually coming to you from my hometown in Toowoomba, Australia. But I shall be back in Fiji next month and very much looking forward to the episodes that we will be um, doing there as well. But um, today we have another story, and this is a story of affairs, of cheating, of infidelity. And the reason why we tell these stories is because, unfortunately, this issue is all too common. And just because something is common doesn't make it right. And in fact, uh, when there's a breakdown in marriage, it destroys lives, families and society. So we're actually all impacted. And the more that we can work together to raise awareness um, and help heal our relationships and our nation, the better off we all are. And also, we want to tell these stories, especially for the other women um, and also men who are currently in these types of relationships and going through a similar thing that you're not alone and that there is help. So my guest today is actually in Sydney, Fijian woman in Sydney, uh, and she's coming to me via Zoom. And so I want to welcome you, Lola. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. Well, you're actually an ACS old girl as well. So yes. um, we have something in common there. And um, you reached out to me about a week ago through Facebook, just saying, you know, infidelity, cheating is a huge issue. Can we do something about it? <laughs> and uh, my response to you was, well, are you willing to speak up? Um, because yeah. I really rely um, on the voices, particularly of the women, um, to speak up because um, I don't have the stories. I'm a single woman, never been married. So... Um, you've again courageously said yes, that today you want to come and share your story. Why have you chosen to speak up today? Yeah, so I was asked to speak on another platform probably a year ago, um, but I wasn't ready. And um, that platform was, um, I think it was more of a broader view on just life. Um, and so I was just wasn't comfortable yet to speak on that platform, um, even though she asked me twice uh, because she was just, she watched my lifestyle. She knew I was a single mom. She knew like my marriage situation, but I said, you know, I just can't go and speak on that platform without, you know, uh, people knowing exactly how I got here. Um, so, and then I came across your, I don't know how, through Facebook or some website. Um, and then I read a few stories and then you sent me that broadcast and I was like, oh no, I think it's like time for me. I can, I think I feel comfortable sharing my story on this platform. Yeah. yeah. So um, it's just, I just want to, yeah, it's just raise awareness and hopefully encourage other women and even marriages, you know, that um, infidelity is just not the way to do life because um, it destroys families, it destroys children, um, even though we don't see it. But, you know, there's an emotional effect in an impact as well. So, yeah, that's why I wanted to just share my story today. Yeah, well, thank you. So can you give us a brief overview? You've been married for 15 years. Currently, um, you're in the process of a divorce. But give us a, a brief overview of the journey of uh, the infidelity and, and affairs that has gone on in your marriage. Yeah, so I'll start. So we kind of met, uh, I'll start from the beginning. We met in high school. Um, it wasn't like a, we didn't go out straight away. We just kind of knew each other at the beginning. Um, and then we didn't start dating till the end of senior year, like end of what, year 12, no, year 13, form seven, yeah. 
Um, so, but there were a lot of red flags, trust me, but I wasn't, my spiritual life wasn't in a good place. Um, and th that's the way I looked at life, you know, um, it, like, it didn't really bother me, the cheating, we weren't married. So I kind of was okay with that. Um, and also at the same time, we were just having fun. Like we both like to party. We like to drink, uh, like we did a lot of crazy things together. So, you know, that's what kept me in that relationship because I was having fun. Uh, but, you know, that was before I, you know, when I, um, my life changed, you know, when I became more spiritual, when I became more connected with Jesus, um, that's when I just like my eyes really opened to like, this is not right. This is not acceptable. And uh, then I finally started to feel the emotional and mental impact on that. Um, yeah. So, yeah, that's it. In the beginning, it was just a lot of fun. Um, unfortunately, fun doesn't always build a good marriage <laughs> in the future. <laughs> it starts off. Great, but um, you, you got married. But then, so when did he first start? I mean, obviously it sounded like he was cheating on you before, but when, as a, oh, yeah. as a marriage, as a married couple, when did he start cheating? Oh, okay. So the cheating was ha happened before the marriage, then we kind of just had our own lives, but we already had a son together. So I think that's why that kept us connected. You know, we always had the communication, but he, I knew he was with someone else. Um, so, uh, then we got married. Um, yeah, he wanted to, you know, like he wanted us to uh, make our, you know, make, make our relationship work. So we got married. Um, and then I think a year was fine, but after that it started again, then I started to hear stories. Um, you know, then I confronted him and, uh, there was always, you know, like lying and, but I knew in the, you know, deep down inside, I knew he was cheating. But like I was, and at the same time, I was finding my place in, you know, like in my, my Christianity, like in my faith. So from that day, I just said, no, it doesn't matter what we go through. You know, I'm going to make, going to make this marriage work. So I think that's why I stayed for this long. Um, but after three kids, like I think, yeah, the emotion and the, because it's really heartbreaking, you know, the traumatic experience I had to go through. Um, yeah, I just couldn't, like I just said, no, it has to stop now. I mean, and it's okay to divorce because I think I always had that sense of feeling like I felt guilty if I had to divorce my husband, especially when I was the believer out of the two. Um, and even though it's clearly in the Bible, you know, I can divorce on that, on adultery, uh, but I still felt guilty, you know, if I, you know, like I'm not doing my part as the the believer, as the, yeah, the stronger believer in the relationship, yeah. So not only did he cheat uh, on you, but the woman he was cheating with, and is he still with her t to this day? Uh, yes. And they've had children together? They have three children together, yes. So you have three children with him, and yeah. then he has three children to this other woman? Correct. How do you handle that? You know, the first time it, it, uh, it, it happened, I was so broken. Like, I was so broken. Um, you know, I think I shared that to you before, like, it, it's it hit me so hard. Like I remember going to work, you know, I was just a mess, um, you know, so I'm head of finance at work. Just imagine, uh, you know, I presented uh, like uh, the financials to the CEO and, you know, it was all wrong, you know, and um, it, like that's when I knew, oh gosh, you know, this, it really was hurting me, um, you know, and then like um, I would just cry at night, go to work, you know, my eyes would be swollen and I would just lie, you know, or, you know, I had a uh, allergic reaction, um, you know, I was in so much pain, you know, and I, at the same time, I had my graduation and he came across for my graduation, um, but I didn't enjoy that day. You know, that was supposed to be the best day, you know, like I graduated, but I was so broken that day. Um, 
then I, you know, like I had to find out how did this happen? So we went through counseling and then I found out uh, a bit about her story, the other woman. Um, and so, you know, like for me, I just purely had empathy for her. You know, she also, her husband, her ex-husband left her like for someone else. I think that was the story. So I totally understood where she's coming. You know, she was broken. Um, you know, I tried to get in touch with her and I said, you know, I totally understand where you're coming from, you know. Um, but so I thought, you know, she would understand and know where I was coming from that she would stop what she was doing, but it continued. And it's not only her fault, it's my husband's fault too. Um, yeah, so after that, then later on, then I find out like, you know, there's another second child. So we were going for counseling at the same time. Um, and then when the third one came, I think I, that was when I really, I was I was no longer in a place of, I don't know, empathy, you can say, or, you know, I was just like, no, it, we, I, we have to let go now. I have to let go. Yeah. So that means it's great that you did seek counselling because um, that, yeah. that's rare so, and, that, yeah. and that he was willing to go. What, what was he yeah. hoping to get out of the counselling? Because clearly you know, like, he hasn't changed. I knew he was sorry for his actions at the beginning. Um, so that's why we went for counselling because like for me, like I have, you have to give your marriage a chance. You can't just write people off. I wanted to give him a chance. We went for counselling. It was really good. Um, yeah, but I don't think changed anything in him because yeah we're doing it and even without him I just had to go for me for myself too I just needed that conversation you know I just need that reassurance and um, you know even though I had to say the same things over and over again to the counselor she was okay with it you know she just knew I had to come and talk Um, yeah so yeah that was it until the last until his last child with the other woman was born I think that's where I just yeah no I just had it couldn't cope yeah no absolutely there's there's a breaking point I think you've done um well to cope as long as you have um there's so much to unpack you said that you know at first he was really sorry and again I think that's a um that's a mark of kind of people who are in who are doing these types of activities abusers um they always say sorry and as women because we are generally empathetic compassionate um, and we want it to work, so we continue to take them back. But I, I just want to say, because I think this is an important point, that um, to say sorry without change actually turns into manipulation. Um, right. And so for anyone listening today, uh, there's got to be change with the repentance and the, and the sorry. Otherwise, they're just saying sorry to get keep you calm, <laughs> to keep you in the marriage, to not disrupt. Um, and these are things that we just don't always know along the way, hey. And as women, yeah. we, we want to believe the best because we do love them um, yeah. and we do want it to work out. So, but yes, after three children, um, that comes a point. Does he have a faith in Jesus? You've talked about your strong faith. Um, does he carry that as well? Or No, I don't think so. I mean, if, like, you know, like I mentioned to you before as well, everyone's brought up in church in Fiji, you know, so it's just, you go to church, uh, but to have the faith to, you know, to be a committed believer. No, he's not. Yeah. Um, even though he keeps telling me, you know, he's doing his best, but uh, yeah. <laughs> um, so coming back to, again, it's, it's a common thing in, in the church that um, we, well, we don't want to get divorced and we want to make it happen happen and that's important but yes when there is 
um, infidelity and abuse, there are certainly grounds for divorce. Did you ever talk to your church pastors or leaders or did they ever say, no, you know, Lola, that you can get divorced? No. Yeah. Well, so the, they didn't mention like the, the, when we were going for counseling, they never once mentioned, you know, it's okay to divorce. You know, they were trying to get me through the storm. Um, even us together, you know, they, I think they, they were doing their best to try and make the marriage work. Um, so the counselor mentioned, you know, what if I moved back to Fiji? So, yeah, I was OK with that. Um, and then I mentioned that to my husband um, and then he was quick to respond, uh, respond like, um, no, I'll come over. So when he said that, you know, I just I, I took his word, um, you know, because I was willing to pack up like my, that time I, we only had the two kids. Um, so I was willing to pack up and move back to Fiji. But when he said, oh, no, I'll come over, um, you know, so I said, oh, OK, you know, I was like, OK, no, we're going to make it work. But then I fell pregnant to the third one. Um, and then she was born vision impaired. Um, and then there was no way I could move back to Fiji. I mean, I made that clear to him. I said, oh, I can't um, because the services here, like there's more services and there's more help here for her. Um, and she's doing really well. So I couldn't see that happening in Fiji. I know we've got a um, help in Fiji, but. We just got outstanding help from the government here. So, um, yeah, so I knew from when I made that decision, I knew like I kind of knew our marriage was not going to work because he wasn't willing to move over. And he's made it clear he's not moving over here. One of the things you mentioned to me that his side of the family, um, they have no problem. They, they know that he's having an affair <laughs> and yeah. they have no problem with that. Um, yeah. Is that correct? Yeah, it's not that they don't have a problem with it. They they not they weren't happy about it. They're not happy about it. Um, you know, they're not. They come they come across and say they're not happy about it, but their actions speak the opposite. So you know, like um, there was an event, a family event, and she was invited to attend. So I did question it. You know, why was she invited? I I can understand the children attending, but her. Um, so you know. Well, the response that came was, oh, you know, uh, we just want to, you know, we want to show kindness. So I, that's why I was like, nah, you know, I, I'm married to a family that doesn't even value marriages, you know. And um, and just recently, he also took uh, his partner to another family gathering. So and, you know, my in-laws, it, it's, uh, you know, they, they could have said no, you know, you're still married to Lola, you know, they could have drawn a line, but they didn't. So they, uh, even though they say they're not for it, but their actions speak the opposite. So I was just like, no, I think, yeah, that was just, I, yeah, I need, I was like, I really need to get out of this marriage now. It's, uh, yeah, I don't get the support from them. Um, just, you know, like for my in-laws, I, I have great conversations with them, but there's no, there hasn't been a conversation just from either my father-in-law, my mother-in-law, just to say, how are you coping, Lola? And, you know, sorry that this has happened to you. Um, you know, just to have empathy or just just to acknowledge what's what's happened. Um, so nothing, nothing at all. Because like from my point of view, I'm I'm not blood, you know, I'm not their blood, I'm just like their daughter-in-law. So they they'll treat their son, you know, they they'll be on their son's side for, like it doesn't matter what he does. Um, they can say they're not happy with what he's done, but their actions just speak the opposite. So yeah, it's yeah, I don't know. I just I like that broke me. Uh, that's another challenge, and you you would hope for the sake of their grandchildren, you know, because it's not a good example to the grandchildren. Yeah. And quite often these um, sins pass from one generation to another. 
And so quite often we've got to think about what impact is it having on the children and that's, you know, a lot of the basis of our decisions. Um, and that's a big reason why you are, are choosing to leave. Um, let's just come back to right when you were dating, you mentioned there were a lot of red flags. <laughs> and when, unfortunately, because I remember... Um, uh, being at ACS and hearing all the girls when they're in love and love can blind us, can't it? <laughs> um, but what were some of the red flags um, at work where all you were dating with him? Oh, they were just red flags at the beginning. Like he was a bit of a, like a woman, like you can say, like, I don't know back then, but he was a bit of a womanizer, you know, so he would date a lot of girls. Um, but that didn't really bother me. So I, I mean, that's when I used to hear it, that didn't really bother me. But when we started dating, but he was just like a, like fun to hang out with. I think that's what I enjoyed more about it because, you know, there was like the clubbing, the drinking, you know, just doing stupid, crazy things. I That's what I enjoyed about the relationship too, apart from just him. So, you know, we just had fun together. And like the red flags, it just ended up, yeah, I didn't even, that didn't bother me. So it was more like an open relationship. Um, it wasn't until I had my son that's when I was like, oh, no, you know, this, that's when I kind of like mellowed down, you know, when I said, oh, no, this is not kind of, I didn't want to do this partying thing anymore. I still did a little bit about it, but yeah, then I was just like, I was getting like, I don't know, more matured, you know, because you're a mom now. Um, and that, that's how I, my view started changing. Um, yeah. And that's how I found Jesus. Um, yeah. And I think I was still blind too because the red flags were still there and I still got married to him. Yeah. Did you hope that suddenly when you got married, had a ring on your finger, he'll, he would just suddenly stop? Uh, I, yeah, I knew. Yeah, that's, that, that's how I looked at it. Oh, yeah. You know, because he, we married, you know, he'll be more committed to the marriage. That's the way I looked at it. And because I was a believer too, because I was like, oh, wow, this is so exciting. You know, like God can work in our marriage. Yeah. So, but that that was a mistake I made you know like the the dating part that's just exactly where you need to find out if this guy is marriage material you know if he's going to be faithful but you know they, I was just totally blind at that stage <laughs> and it's hard and that's what I've been telling teenage girls for 20 years if he's sleeping around that's preparation for divorce um, and just because they get married even if they're addicted to pornography just because they get married doesn't mean these things are going to stop um, and it's a bad, it's, I guess, right from the beginning, your marriage was on a really bad foundation. Hey. Yeah. You know, if I can share, we went to the council, like we went to marriage counseling. I mean, that, and that's where I found out, like, you know, the dating, the dating period is when you find out if this guy is, you know, the guy you want to spend the rest of life, you know, see if he's like faithful to, uh, to you, you know, how he treats his mom, you know, how he treats other people. And but that was like after we were married, and then we went to the marriage counseling session. So, you know, I would recommend people to go to that before they get married. <laughs> I was speaking to a lovely Fijian pastor in Nandi, and he said, uh, and I said, Are you doing marriage counseling with people before they get married? He said, No. I, he said, I've been marrying people for 14 years. He said, Oh, I should take it more seriously. <laughs> I said, that, that would be really handy. Um, yeah. Because if if this is going on, you don't want to recommend people. Um, I wouldn't marry somebody if if they were um, living like that because it's just not going to last. No. Um, as we draw to a close, can you let's come to you personally? What what has the impact been on you 
as a woman, um, you know, not looking at anyone's actions. How has that, this impacted you? Oh, so if, because hmm, it impacted me a whole, uh, a lot. So like I was drained emotionally, uh, mentally, I can tell you that, uh, because I just knew I wasn't performing like to the best of my ability at work, especially, um, you know, and I knew I would take it out of my kids, you know, like I would get angry, especially when, you know, when I was just upset. Um, and that's, that was the danger too, you know, like I, I was, especially when my second one was born. Um, yeah, when I look a bit, uh, sorry. Yeah, when my second one was born, like she was, she was only two. Um, sorry, and then I had my third one, but my anger would take it out on her. Um, yeah, and so now, it, like, it, I, I know it impacted her because she grew up to be like a, a not damaged child. She was just angry at the same time. So we both had to go for counseling together. Like uh, last year, I took her. Um, uh, but she, yeah, and I, I haven't told her the truth as well as why I treated her that way. Um, cause I, like, I don't know, I don't want to ruin her, you know, like I don't want to destroy her, but yeah. So yeah, those are little things like that's a danger about staying in a relationship like this. Cause you know, we can, our anger can go to our kids. Um, but then that's where, you know, I, I had to take myself again back to seeing a one-on-one, -on -one, you know, like therapist. So I did that. And I think for me, just hanging out with my connect friends, like we call it, you know, is a world cell group as well. Uh, just going to cell group every fortnight. That was important to keep me grounded and, um, and going to church. And I also serve. I think that helped me heal and helped me like go through this process. Um, yeah. So, but I try to, I think with me, that was my main mission. Like my main goal was, I wasn't going to let my story bring others down, you know? So I didn't want uh, to discourage others, you know, like because either I can take the the bad side and you know just go into depression, um, but I decided no, I was just going to continue like serving God um, and doing my best for my kids. And uh, the, can I share something else? The most important thing is I think you have to be transparent with your boss because once I told my boss what I was going through, he just it changed our relationship at work. You know, he understood why I was acting weird. <laughs> sometimes um, but he totally understood and he even encouraged me you know when you don't feel okay you need to go you know you need to go for a walk you need to take the rest of the day off so um last year um that's what I was doing you know like sometimes when I didn't feel like I was at work um I just left the office I didn't even work from home I just took the rest of the day off um yeah so better now way better now um yeah. what about your church small group are they aware of what you're walking through Everyone knows that I've got a problem in my marriage, but it's the Connect group leader. She knows the details. Um, so I love it because there's always prayers. There's always encouragement. Um, and, you know, uh, yeah, they all don't want to encourage me to divorce, uh, but they're just trying to help me get through the storm. So I think that was important. Like without my church, without my Connect buddies, even without my church friends, I probably would have fallen into depression. And that's, I guess, our, our message here is because there are so many men and women struggling uh, in this same position. Whenever I go to Fiji, I get many stories. Um, and But so often we just keep it to ourselves. I'm like, does anyone know? Does your church know? No, I don't tell anyone. Mm -hmm. They feel free to tell me because I'm always speaking out. And um, 
And so we want to encourage people to get help. Just tell someone that they trust. Um, we don't want it to be the gossip of the whole village, but we've got to find support um, and then work out what the action plan is, whether you keep fighting and staying or it is time to go. Um, we've got to work that out. So what would you say to particularly other women who are in a similar situation? What words would you like to leave them with? So for me, the first thing is, they need to tell someone about it, you know, uh, you know, just if they want to, you know, just tell their sisters or their parents or not, but they need to tell, you know, they need to get it out of their system. Um, and then but a trusted person, you're a trusted friend or family member. Uh, but it's so important, like uh, in Fiji, I don't know, you know, like here we have our counseling, marriage counseling services. So it's important to see a counselor, you know, because um, then they'll show you what a marriage is supposed to look like. And I think that's where I miss the mark, miss the point of what a marriage should look like. Um, and then that's where it opened my eyes. You know, I'm, I'm not being treated like how I'm supposed to be treated. Um, and, you know, so women should know too, they've, like we're valued, you know, that they're valued. I think that's, uh, there's a conference that we usually attend at our church, Color Conference. I don't know if you've heard about it. Um, and that's where that conference was so like important to me because It'll remind us of how valuable we are as women, as mothers, you know. Um, and when women are valued, there's so much that can happen, so much good. Um, and so that's what I had to remind myself. So, you know, to other women, you are valuable. Um, not to be, um, not to be feel discouraged, you know, that it's okay to it's okay to cry, you know, it's okay to like have one week off just crying and all that, but you know, it's it, but it's also important that we don't stay there. I think for me that was important. I couldn't stay in that uh, depression or in that sad mode. I had to pick up the, like I had to just pull myself together and make it work, like for my kids especially. Well, thank you for sharing today. Um, we greatly appreciate it and trust that it helps some other people. And I just want to say to um, women in Fiji or any country, um, there is counselling and we've done an episode, past episodes with Quela. Um, a counsellor in Suva and she talks about the counselling services. It's so important that we get help. I want to say to the pastors, this is so important that we again speak about these issues on Sunday mornings, that we uh, preach about it, um, but that also we create spaces in our churches, in our small groups where we can be real and talk about things that are going on and that we won't be judged and um, it won't be gossiped everywhere. Um, and to young women who are out there looking for love, um, be careful. If he's with many other women or for the men, if she's with many other men, uh, that's a big red flag and it's not worth. For me, I'm single and I'd much rather be single than stuck uh, in a relationship uh, where you're stuck. Um, and Jesus looks after us. So thank you for tuning in today and we look forward to many great episodes. So God bless Lola. Hopefully we might see you in Fiji one day. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank you for your time. Easily I see your suffering. I see the pain beneath that bull of smile. Come out from hiding. The sun is rising. Let the islands hear reason. Let